Peace, y'all. Sway with me if you're watching. If you're not watching, sway with me anyway. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Smash Up Mashup Collab. My name is Cindy Lee. My pronouns are they and she. I am the host of Sex on Shuffle podcast, and I'm here with the magical. Just heck of just another podcast. And tonight we are going to be talking about body shaming. Are you done up? Um, body shaming. It's a different, you know, it's, it's, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of it that happens now. You know, I think the emergence of Instagram, I mean, it started with Facebook, but Instagram uh-huh. has taken it to the next level. Mm. Um, this is my opinion, but definitely body shaming is like at a whole new level where people are almost, they're, they're almost becoming depressed themselves in a sense that if they can't meet the demands of what's in, in terms of body image, it's almost like they, they go into this depression or like, and I think again, as I've said often in our podcast i think we've come a long way because plus fit you know has become i guess in okay whatever that means um you see a lot of different sizes particularly of women see a lot of different Uh sizes of women in like target ads and you know in, in different in different stuff like that um but yeah it's 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 interesting it's a it's an interesting thing that still happens nowadays um what are your thoughts as i said um, yeah it's, you know we have different points of view i feel like shame and guilt has always been around it's just navigated itself in different ways right people were um it reminds me of a student i had once who was in a marketing class and they said that they were taught in their marketing class in order for you to be good at this, you have to make people hate things about themselves enough to purchase whatever it is, right? And that was probably like 10 years ago when you heard that. Mm. But to me, that's relevant. Now, on a marketing perspective, it shifts a little more to try to be more inclusive because they know that that's what people are being more mindful of, or there's more exposure, probably for that same reason, right? Probably for that social media piece that there are folks of all sizes. Um, But even within that, because, you know, I'm going to talk about nuance, right? So to some folks, they look at, look, there's more fat folks, more variety of sizes, uh, people of size, however you want to call it. Um, And yet still there's, trash in the industries in terms of what's considered plus size you know for a while plus size was barely a, a size 14 in a in a in a department store right now they're a little bit more range but they're still leaving out folks that are of different sizes or have different access or ability needs right. um I, i'm here for the more inclusion in the media And yet still going to what you're saying in terms of social media, because we have so much access to one another, sometimes that manifests itself as how can I uh, curate this type of person that I think is like ideal. And sometimes our own bodies or our own lifestyles may or may not reflect that. 
So it's like, how can I fake the funk or how can I make myself in a particular fashion, right? Similar to a job interview on a first date. Uh, and at the same time, I, I feel like in my experience, I've seen the good and the bad with how social media plays a part. There has been studies that show like how it affects the self-esteem, especially of young people, because most of the studies that I've seen are around young folks. Um, but I think it's because we're looking at both sides of an extreme spectrum. I'm seeing a lot of confidence, a lot of folks being like, this is me. And then I'm also seeing folks that find a reason to do a comparison, right? And to think about, I don't look like this person or I need to look a certain way, right? Whatever is in style at the moment, right? Because if you think about a lot of folks will say, you know, like the quote unquote Kim, Kim Kardashian body is what's the desirable thing, even though that body, um, I mean, it belongs to her, but it's not necessarily inspired by her, right? Like it's coming from the fact that it's other shapes. And now when you see that, I feel like I heard that she's taking like her fillers out or her original ass or something like that. So like going back to whatever she portrayed as like a, a normative body and people are already saying, well, they think that that's what's gonna sway like the general public to not want or to want certain like surgeries done, for example. Right. So certain surgeries. Okay. Cindy. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard have you ever heard this? Hmm. Your mom is so fat, she took her pants to the to the cleaners and they said we don't do curtains. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like that, that's the generation I come from, right? right? We used to say shit to each other like that and be like, yo, or this is another one. Your your mom is so fat, she mm-hmm. put on a raincoat. And people yell taxi, right? Right. And people were like, "Yo, like that's the that's the era that we, that I come from. Like right. we play this game called the dozens, and it right. was and it was shaming you across all levels. But right. definitely, when you looked at someone who had the weight issue, that was like the first thing. Boom, you target that, and that those were the things that you say that you said you go on, you know, say a whole bunch of stuff. And I say that to right, and I say that to say, right, like growing up, shaming was just part of that was like how, at least in my community and the or the communities that I grew up in, uh-huh. that was how we got you, that was how grown-ups got you to stop, or that's what they thought would work, to stop sure. you to do things that you, you know, like if. You ate a lot. They would make fun of you and be like, oh, you're fat. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're sloppy. You know, you sweat butter. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, I remember there was one friend growing up with him that his mom, and he passed away from heart disease because mm-hmm. of all the things that they tried, nothing ever worked. And they never realized that they were destroying his self-esteem in the process of all these things that they did to him. Um, but we were in high school and we cut, we cut class. We went to his house and go in his house. And, um, 
we're like playing we're playing genesis right? mm-hmm. <laughs> just the date the date myself we're playing sega mm-hmm. and i'm like yo let me i'm gonna go get something to drink from the kitchen yeah and he wasn't he, he didn't even hear me um and so i go in the kitchen and there's locks on the cabinets there's locks on his refrigerator there's locks of so many things and i was just like mm-hmm. so I, I run back to the room like yo why you got locks on all your stuff he was like oh shit damn i forgot my, <laughs> my mom be locking my shit up and i'm like what? that's wild i was like <laughs> what i was like what what do you mean he was like yeah she'd be saying i eat too much and i'm like uh okay i mean damn so what are we gonna do he's like nah nah we're gonna go to mcdonald's and i mean he proceeded to to order like two value meals um but then you know it was just one of those things where i always thought back and like he died we were we were i think he was a year older than me and he died a couple years ago yeah um and it was just like, man, like, I, you know, this thing about the shaming aspect. And mm-hmm. he he got ribbed a lot from everybody, you know what I'm saying, including myself. Because um, we would just play the dozens and stuff like that. And, you know, he would counter with these, like, mean short jokes. Um, and it was just like, oh, yeah, okay. And then, you know, like, mm-hmm. we would just go back and forth. And I think to now, I think things are a bit more inclusive. Mm. but to a certain extent and i think my question to you is um do stores do all stores have to be inclusive because certain stores don't have plus sizes like h&m h&m is is all about the european cut um should they be more inclusive or do you just go to the store that is more inclusive like what are your thoughts on that um they're, they're not inclusive, none of them, no. even when they try to be inclusive, right? So... There's some it, There's No, some I think it's... I mean, in your opinion, right? Because me, me as a fat person... I've seen right? it. Like, yeah. Just because the size is there, right? Like, just because yeah. they have the size doesn't mean that they do it in the way that uh, adequately fits on a person, like... It's so interesting. So when you look at the style that's coming out now, right? A lot of the baggy stuff from like the 90s and the 2000s is coming back out, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so those stores will get that right, like the bagginess, right? Mm-hmm. But when they add extra fabric to a plus size, mm-hmm. they half-ass it. They don't really consider the shape of a person and how that comes with variety of shapes. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, they'll make it a higher price. Because it's for a plus size. Fashion Nova does it. Fashion Nova does it. Well, Fashion Nova, that's a different retail brand, right? Like, those are the ones that are a little bit more on the quick and accessible kind of thing. Like, Fashion Nova. What's the other one? Shane. That's what I'm saying. You have stores that do. That do cater to to the curves of of a woman who's a plus size. Right, but you're asking if everyone should, and I'm saying even when they do, they're still not inclusive. So Mm. like even when they have sizes, like I bought Fashion Nova or my lover bought me Fashion Nova once. And I think I bought like a 3X just because I know it stretches and I want to see it. And I'm usually like a 2X, 3X anyway. 
right? But when that 3X came out, it was a schmidium that was fitting on nothing of this abundance, right? So like all the sizes vary, right? Or like I, as a fat person, and I'm sure there's other folks of varying sizes that have these issues, but fat people specifically and specifically fat people that are even larger than I am, because there's a particular fat that's being, that, that, that is still centered. When we look at like beauty standards and they're like, uh, being a little bit more inclusive, there's still a particular look, right? It's not, they still want um, smoothed out or big ass or proportional ratio, right? Like, or, or a Coke bottle look, or it just looks like, you know, a slim waist, but it has more, you know, more meat to the bones, right? Like those kind of things will show up and that still won't be appropriate for somebody who actually dresses or the fashion will be half-assed, or it'll look frumpy. Like, there's no variety in the clothing. They're just like, here, but look, we got a larger size. And again, even if that larger size isn't true to size, depending on what store you're going to. So it's all this mental gymnastics that exists, again, because you're not... um, it almost feels like you're doing it as a last ditch effort. Like, oh, we have to do it or we'll quote unquote get canceled or they're yeah, going to ream us on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're like, all right, let's do the bare minimum. There's very few. I will say there's some stores that do give a shit around sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's because that's a whole other conversation that we could have. This The society that we live in is rooted in fat phobia and fat antagonism, right? Regardless, to the point that there are people that are slim or are considered more straight size to the general public that will consider themselves fat, right? Mm. And a lot of that shit comes from when we were younger because it's mm. we can say that back in the day, it, it, it gave us, like, it gave us, what's the word? It gave us, like, resilience, or it got us to have more of a backbone, but that doesn't apply to everybody, right? Like a lot of people, that's what didn't allow them to wear clothes or that's the ones that do diets, right? The diet industry feeds off the fact that we have shame around our bodies, right? Like they get get excited off of that. If the diet industry was, had a penis, it would have a heart on, right? Like that's where they feed off of. it's true it's true so y'all we don't pay attention so like let's say your friend that had locks on his fridge somebody will see him as a larger person and be like of course you have locks on your fridge right you need to be restricted when i look at that shit that's fucking abuse right and then right so things like that will cause people to yo-yo diet and there are studies that have been shown that yo-yo dieting is what causes the issues in folks, yeah. is what's causing the heart conditions, the stomach conditions, because of the up and down fluctuation of trying different fad diets that are essentially just starving you, right? Like now keto is in. But if you really think about keto and paleo, it's restriction. And your body doesn't can't tell what you're doing. It's just like, I'm not getting something that I've gotten on the regular. Mm-hmm. So we're to the point that similar to the conversation we had last week um, in my head, right? Last week, we talked about gender and we yeah. talk about how society genders the shit out of things that aren't necessarily inherently true. Mm-hmm. Uh, we as a society also tie social capital to what we think is beautiful and we tie characteristics to food. 
right? So all of these shits weave in together again to fuck with people. Um, and some people are built for it and they take it as a joke and that's culturally relevant for them, right? Like some folks can take it and some folks, you know, they're, they can become activated or have triggered something in them. Right. Um, and that shit comes from a place. And like, I've kikied, I've been raising that shit too. I've internalized a lot of that shit and that shit can be harmful because now these same folks, I guess I'm assuming our age, your age, we're ha- they're having children, right? Or younger are having mm-hmm. children and they will project whatever falsities they have about their about their body period whether it's fatness whether it's colorism whether it's texturism and whether or not the hair is appropriate right like they will project that onto their children and cause their children to feel certain ways about things based on the fact of their values right because as as everywhere we're families our values come from where we are our connections and our systems but if that shit tells you you ain't shit or you're not enough or you're not beautiful by those standards, that can impact all the things, your ability to have relationships, your abilities to get a job. Like it's it's a cute key key until it you realize that, OK, we talk about uh, like the pay gap between cis men and cis women, but there's also a pay gap between uh, larger bodies or bodies that are darker skinned or bodies uh, that don't align to those beauty standards, right? Mm -hmm. And that's when it fucks with me when I see young people that are like in baby stages developmentally and already having those complexes, right? Like those issues around whether or not they see themselves as a whole ass human being, right? Like Mm -hmm. regardless of what, whether it's height, weight, whether yeah. you got gap teeth, whatever it is. Mm. And it's 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 interesting how particularly particularly in young girls, how you can live in a house where that isn't put that isn't in the air. And those thoughts, just because of what they see on TV or the internet. Absolutely or on social media, those, those messages can be conveyed. And I mean, I've, I've, I've witnessed it. I've seen it firsthand, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's weird because for that young girl to have those thoughts about her own image, um, and, and it's like, where, where does that come from? And then yet, you know, you take a step back, you're like, oh, that's right. You watch TV. And and what what what's applauded? You know, blonde hair, blue eyes, mm-hmm. size size zero, size yeah. one. You know, stuff like that. Um, and it's like, wow, like okay. Um, so then, what do you do? You know, whether as a parent or a relative, or you know, you, I mean, you, I mean, there's <laughs> you can throw out all the blonde hair Barbies. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. you know, but then, but then, you know, that doesn't change really the in the self image portion. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, I guess, I mean, part of what was done in my experience was just reaffirming their beauty, mm-hmm. reaffirming, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that their complexion is something that you know people got to tan for it, or you know, you know what I'm saying. So it's like mm-hmm. it's it's. It's interesting how, you know, we think that the youth are not listening or paying attention, but they're from 
from one to 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 eleven, they're absorbing everything. Absolutely. And then they're taking that and they're like, okay, this is what I've seen wins. So let me go out there. Then you Absolutely. Know, and you get those that like decide early on, well, I gotta step on you to make myself feel better. And you uh -huh. get that's the early stages of, of being becoming a bully. <laughs> yeah. You see that, or you see like people, you see young people like, oh, okay, well, you know, I have to be in a relationship or I have to be with someone that that likes me. Because mm -hmm. that's where my self-worth is. Mm -hmm. So you see these different stages of things, you know, growing up. And you see it. I mean, you see it. It's everywhere. Okay. Yeah. But I've, I haven't lived everywhere. So where I've seen it play out mostly is in my, the neighborhoods I've lived in. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I mean, even later on in, in my pre-adult years, seeing women go out with married men. Because those married men would pay attention to them. Mm. And then this was what was said to me. Because I would ask, I'd be like, yo, you know this dude is married, right? Like, what are you doing? Like, you could do better. Like, you could, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and their thought was, oh, but they want they they want to be with me. And I'm like, no, they don't. Mm. <laughs> right. But they're they're still taking time to be with me, even if it's in whatever capacity it is, whether we're going to a motel or whatever. And I'm just like, wow. And I mean, like in turn, you know, when you, so when we get back to body shaming, mm. right? You see, you know, you look at what's what's homegirl uh uh starts with an L Lido or uh she's she's the the like R and B singer slash rapper slash plus size, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, Lizzo. Lizzo. Oh, you know, Lizzo? Yeah, you, talk, you see Lizzo. I see her and I'm like, okay. You know, I'm like, I, I'm down for her message. Even though a lot of people aren't, I'm kind of down for I'm down for her. You know why? Because <laughs> I married a plus size woman. And mm -hmm. I married her not, you know, regard, you know, where people always saw me with like the petite woman and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden they saw me turn around and I was like happy with this woman who was plus size it was like yo i don't get it like you know the last four or five women you with is the total opposite of that and i was mm -hmm. like and i was like you know what's funny is that this is the most happy if i've ever been in my life with a with a woman with a with a partner yeah and i, and I said because this was the first time i looked past what everybody else a suit what, what everybody else would pick for me and i picked for myself and I picked mm -hmm. a woman who was intelligent, who I could have a conversation with, who I could laugh with, you know, and and have all the same things that I could have with all those other women, but minus those first three because those other women didn't have that. <laughs> or we, you know, mm -hmm. it, was, it was one of those things where we cut, you know, I was picking off of vanity where the first time I picked something that actually fed my soul, and I've been mm -hmm. the most, and I've been the happiest since. I've been I've been with my wife for nine years, been married for for almost three and mm -hmm. I it doesn't even feel like nine years mm -hmm. you know and I, yeah, I get you know I, shaming is such a especially now it's probably more mental if I don't know if you agree I, I see it more mental than anything oh you see like you don't see like oh you're fat anymore it's more like oh so you don't want to eat a salad <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, like, oh, like, oh, okay. But I mean, I've seen both. Like, do you feel healthy? <laughs> like, I've heard that. Like, do you feel healthy though? And I'm like, like I had a great aunt that lived to be almost a hundred years old, mm-hmm. and she ate fried chicken with every meal. She's down south, so we ate fried chicken with every right. meal possible. And she was almost three hundred pounds when she passed away. And she didn't die from heart disease or anything. She didn't die from diabetes. She didn't die from any of the diseases that people tend to assume assume that that's what a, a plus size person would pass away from. Um, it, you know, it's, so it's like, dude, it's like I don't get it, but I don't know. I, I tend to think it's like more mental now, but I have, I haven't seen it as abusive as it as it once as it once was. Yes, but you are also talking about uh, particular identities or social identities that you don't adhere to, right? Like, so I see as a fat person, but even as just because I follow a lot of people that have the same mindset and that are also doing like fat activism or fat liberation or even body neutrality, right? Which is just like your body is a body. It's not a good or a bad body. It's a body kind of thing. And that just still happens, right? The same way that trolling happens, there are people that cannot exist on the internet without something. And just like you said, right, the most basic thing to do, the most uncreative, off the cusp thing to talk about are the things that we already know exist as a societal thing. But it's about desirability, right? Because even with people who date fat folks, right? Mm There are people that date fat people or people that date people of size that find them desirable. So I think it's interesting because sometimes when people talk about folks that are not straight size, they always want to talk about other characteristics as if their body, their size body or their fatness or their um, non-slim body cannot be a desirable body too, cannot be a body that gets chosen. Um, because we need to examine what are the things that we're into. There are things that I like aesthetically that may or may not match the way that I look, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to stigmatize them. Um, although I did like that. Like I miss, I miss fat Monique, for example, because fat Monique <laughs> like fuck them skinny bitches. And I was here for it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, Monique, Monique has a little bit. Yes, sure. She and was like she almost got canceled, but, you know, shout out to Monique. Well, you know, because uh, anti-Blackness is a hell of a drug, but it makes me yeah. think about even with her, whatever body she is, however she considers herself, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel a lot of grieving for folks that fluctuate in weight or that uh, tie it to healthism. And, like, my biggest thing is choice. If you want to eat, dance, have sex with whoever, however you want, and you're not hurting nobody, and you're not hurting yourself. Like, I want you to rock out with your cock out, right? But mm-hmm. a lot of folks will do, like you said, and will be like, oh, what about health? And to me, that's just fat fuck shit light, right? Like, that's just diet fat phobia, but not, <laughs> not full fat. It's still fat phobia because my, <laughs> do you really give a fuck about a fat person's health? Yeah. Or is 
at your way of being a, a polite fat phobic asshole yeah. right to be like oh no but i care about your your health do you because mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that we can trip or we attribute to health based on size that's mm-hmm. not accurate right like we don't have to go deep into fatness alone but i know because it's being brought up i want to bring it into that space like even our medical industry is trash right we still use eugenic science and mm-hmm. i will connect my uh eugenics episode to this podcast note even though it's a different form of eugenics but for folks who don't know what it is right like that's not even accurate it's been debunked and yet because it exists and because the institution puts so many things to it for example uh some people can't get certain life insurances because of a certain bmi or weight category oh, yeah. some people yeah like some, some people are told they can't have babies or they're high risk some people are told um automatically that they have to lose weight when they go to the doctor even though they went for like a fucking stub toe right like there's all these things that show up that again your, your toe is stubbed because you're overweight Right, like, bitch, I have a tickle in my throat and you're telling me to lose weight. How does that, the math doesn't matter. And that's why I always tell, like, if anybody, and there's people that are slim that are told that they're high BMI too, right? So, like, when I always tell people, and I got it from a a, a tweet, and I'll share it in the podcast notes because I want to cite the person that said it. But they were like, if your doctor ever hits you with a weight loss thing, ask them for the research that shows if there is any type of weight loss strategy that um, keeps the weight off for longer than three to five years for more than like 10 or 15% of of the participants, it's because there isn't any. There are no studies that show that, but yet we still big that up. And that's a longer history, right? And again, you're not gonna like it, but that's also rooted in not you, but someone, right? It's also rooted in colonization. It's also rooted in anti-Blackness and white supremacy, right? Because it's this belief that this one particular body is desirable and that skinny, cisgender, straight, white, mm-hmm. not and not even all white. So if you Italian here or Irish, like if you look at yeah, the history, yeah. y'all weren't it either. Mm-hmm. Y'all just uh, have access to that now. Especially Northern Italians. That, right. The closer you are to Africa. I mean, yes, yeah, southern. <laughs> no, it's no, yeah, northern the the Sicilians. That are, that yeah, are southern skin. Italy, the the mm-hmm. quote unquote olive skin, right? Like, when, mm-hmm. if you look at the history, it's Nordic whites, right? Like blonde hair, mm-hmm. blue eyed, Norway, Finland, those upper, you know, cold, no sun, didn't know how to bathe, those kind of things. That is what was told was the 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 elite. And even, okay, size aside, mental illness, you would have been dubbed, right? Like Mm. eugenics, you would have been seen as a classification. Mm. And again, this is old school and I'll get really into it because I love teaching it. But at the end of the day, those things show up in the things that we think are not desirable, right? Like even if we think about Darwinism and the whole survival of the fittest shit, or Mm -hmm. if you use that in any of your rhetoric, that too is rooted in eugenics, right? This belief that there's a certain kind of human or a certain kind of person that's built for like the longevity of it. Because, and that's what causes other things like testing to see if somebody has a developmental, you know, a genetic thing, right? Like, and Mm -hmm. that again is all tied to like why, 
uh, disability justice is so important and why there's so much ableism because it's, you know, this is bad, this is good. This is a healthy person or a desirable person or somebody with social capital, right? Not even like money, but social capital, right? Like you look at these young people, the algorithm will show you a particular kind of young person. And if you don't look like that young person, that may or may not fuck with how you view yourself, right? Like that's why parents, adults, teachers have to like emphasize that. And a lot of times, or at least in my experience, they did the opposite, right? They still went along what they thought was status quo and projected that onto young people. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't need to fucking do a mile for, <laughs> for high school, right? Like that was rooted in a program that existed at that point in time that, anyway, it'll get layered. But I'm like, it's a quick Google search, y'all. All these things deal with shame and guilt, and it fucks with our way to exist in this world as a whole person or it doesn't and that's fine too I think my biggest thing is choice do it because you want to right even tying it to like surgeries because I know we were going to talk a little bit about that too but like do what you want and as long as they're doing it safe and they're doing it in a way that centers you and not centers whatever aesthetic they think that you're supposed to subscribe to I also think I mean yes do what you want right Mm-hmm. But I think there should be some restraint because mm-hmm. if you're doing it based on you wanting to look like Kim Kardashian, right? Then I mean, I mean, if you got the money for it, great, but mm-hmm. there really is no safe way. You know, uh Kanye West's mom went to one of the best doctors yeah. for her surgery and she still died. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like there really is no safe way to do it. And maybe the safest thing to do is to just love who you are in your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I mean, we, we I mean, <laughs> I've seen, you know, I've had family members who were like really, who, who, were, who were plus size, who were really big. They were like, yeah. they grew to be, and this was due to like having children or just whatever. Um, mostly having children. Right. Mm-hmm. And they just packed on weight and then they got the, the stomach surgeries and then they mm-hmm. lost a bunch of weight. And it was mm-hmm. just crazy. And then you see like their attitude sort of changed because where they were really nice before when they were plus size. Now, all of a sudden, they're just like, oh, you know, all these people, all these dudes want me or whatever. All these people want me. And I'm just like. Like, wow, like, wow, what, you know, like, what, what changed about you? Like, so then maybe right. you always felt a way about yourself. And now that you've had this surgery, now you feel like there's a table to turn, right? Mm. And it's, it's, there, 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 I think the psychology needs to be examined around these body shaping techniques, around, around mm-hmm. like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there, there needs to be something examined. And I think, I don't think it ever will. Because there's just more money, you know, there's just, it's a take your money industry. Sure, like, absolutely. Fly to DR or you fly to Miami. And, you know, I, I've paid for a couple of surgeries, not on myself, mm-hmm. but on past women. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, you know, and, I, and, and we would have conversations and it, and, and it always turned out to be rooted in something from the childhood as a woman, mm-hmm. whether they didn't think. You know, they didn't think they, they grew up and it was just really they were flat chested for a long time. Sure. And 
they got of age, they thought that, you know, it would blossom and it didn't come out the way they were. And yeah. they're, they're sitting there telling me these things and not realizing that the person stand, sitting across from them has accepted their body for who they are. Mm-hmm. And cannot understand how they couldn't accept their own body. Mm-hmm. And someone's loving them for the body that they have, or at least saying, yo, I don't see anything wrong with me. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like I like I don't get it. I'm trying to understand you, but if you want to go get this surgery, then by all means, let's just do it. But I don't understand the feeling when you're with someone who doesn't really care about that. Um and so but the, I think that comes from an assumption that they're doing it because like they're doing it for a partner, which is an assumption that a lot, particularly cis dudes make, right? Like that it no, no, comes no. from a, a, a no, no, gay. Yeah, no, no, no. I never, I never said it was for me. I said no, no, I didn't yeah, say yeah. it was for you, but I mean, no. like, period. Like, people oh. assume that people get work done because oh. of a desire thing, right? So they'll say, "Oh, but why are you getting it done? So and so loves you." Yeah. When they could get it done, yeah, it could be because of trauma, or it could be because of shame, but it could be because they fucking felt like it, right? Like all of mm-hmm. these things can exist, and a lot of times it's us. Um, <laughs> A lot of times it's us projecting what we think is right or wrong onto like our, our question of curiosity, right? Like and, and they can answer it or not. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't want to talk about those things or they even hide it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's their business too. I mean, we don't tell everybody about any every surgery. Like I don't I don't know when's the last time you had a colonoscopy, right? So like those things I are things you. that people okay, <laughs> see, that's good. Like it might have to happen soon. Prioritize that and check your prostate, y'all. If you have a prostate, yeah. um, and that's not it's not so forty five. No, not there yet. Forty five. Forty five is when that's most 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 insurances will cover it. They've changed. Okay, so yes, uh, I mean we'll talk about that during. Even, even if you even if you have uh, even if you've had like family members who had it or passed away from it it's still 45 yeah it just depends on if they have a reason for it like they have to really try to back it up in order for you to get it yeah yeah you have to show like your family has a history of cancer and you have to show like records um but a person like myself who grew up in foster care you don't really have access to records like that right i recently i've just gotten i've recently well because of COVID, I've had I've shuffled like PCPs, and this is just a sidebar. But I've yeah. shuffled PCPs because of whatever. But um, you know, I've I've just come to the conclusion like, yeah, I may I should have a primary care physician because yeah, you know that this person I'm gonna get older, and this person I should stick with a person that's gonna know about me. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, you're right. Like I think that's that is a th- I mean, you know. I, Shame, shaming comes, it's, it's complex, like a lot of things in life. Mm. And a lot of it deals with, I mean, it starts with self. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's for everybody, the people that are abusing people. Because yeah. people that are abusing people were abused. Or, or, or learn that, that, that's, that that's a win, that that's, that's how you win. Right. Or, or <laughs> read the 48 Laws of Power or whatever. Like, right. yeah, for sure. You know, it starts, with, the, it starts with, with, with us. You know, like, it just, um, it just, it starts from human beings who 
who have either been abused or came into the realization that, you know what, it's better to be the abuser than the abusee. Um, I mean, it, it, I don't know. I, it's, but that, like, yeah, yeah, it's like hurt people hurt people and you're still responsible for shit you do. Like, I can't 100%. sit here and punch you in the face and be like, well, it's because my so-and-so when I was young, yeah. right? Like, I'm still going to get punched back, maybe, right? Like, yeah. Or go to jail. Or go, or to, go jail. to jail because you know, that yeah. is the flavor of the month. Um, flavor of the last five years. <laughs> I mean, yeah, people like to call the cops, okay? That's why the number is so convenient yeah. for speed dial. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's just, is what it is. I, That's another, we can talk about that in capitalism. I can't we, wait. We can, we can, because it's, it's so funny. I mean, I've had, I've had such weird experiences with that, but that's again, mm. that has mm. nothing to do with body shaming. But you know, it does it. too. I, I can mean, tie it. I can tie it to it. What I is mean, it like to um, have yeah. autonomy on your I mean, body in a I mean, police I, state? I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, like, I, like, you know, I, I was in a situation at this previous job where a dude tried to do tried to like get tough with me, right? And I looked mm-hmm. at him and I was just like. At that moment, the the smartest thing in my mind was, yo, I got to step to this dude and end it now because I got to work here. And yeah. even though this person is like a client, if I don't deal with this now, it's just going to be something. And it was a different mentality. I It wasn't the smartest thing at all. Yeah. But that was the thought. And this dude was taller than me. He had a little bit of size on me. So my thought was, okay, no matter what, at least I'll show that I'm that I'm not gonna go for it, and whatever happens, happens, right? Yeah. Um. But it, it the the situation went totally left. Mm. Dude, I walked up to the dude. I waited for him. After I had somebody call him outside, and I was I was like, yo, you know, we was talking. I was like, yo, not for nothing, but if we gonna have problems, then this is where it's gonna go. And I and I was like, yo, I ain't really having it. I don't think you know me like that. And you know, yeah. I start getting tough, and I'm. Hyping my, <laughs> oh, I'm, gosh. I'm, I'm, hyping, I'm hyping myself up because I really yeah. want to fight this dude, but I'm like, you know what? I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. And the dude got up close on me and was like, yo, I don't want to do this, but if you put your hands on me, I'm going to call the police. And I looked at him, I said, I was lost. I was like, wait. What? What? Like time out. OG. OG Bobby Johnson's like called the police on me. And I was just like, so I looked at I looked at my my man, and he was just like looking at me because he was just as shocked. I grabbed my bag and I walked off, and I and I never looked at him, never said nothing to him after. If he was walking up a tear or whatever, I walked the other way because I was just like, nah, that's just beat. That's stuff I don't want to deal with. Um, so tie that. <laughs> tie it in. <laughs> I don't know how you can tie it in, but it, it's, it was crazy to me. I was like, what? And this is, I guess, another sidebar, but I was just like, dude, this, this is crazy. Like, you know, like, it, it, but that's, that's the state we live in. And that happened in 2017. Um, mm. And I was just like, Wow, like okay, uh, like but you know, 
And, you know, years later, I told my wife and she was like, what were you thinking? And I was just like, yo, I just, that time I was like, I just thought this is, I gotta, you know, I gotta be safe in this place. And this is not, yeah. like, you're not gonna like punk me, but at the same yeah. time, I'm still dumb. I'm still dumb at all. But he was totally on a different type of time. He was like, yo, you put your hands on me, I'm gonna call the cops. And I was just like, what? Like, yeah. And it was so it, did you assume otherwise because of his body type or because of his gender? Because I feel like that ties to both episodes now. The last two. Like, uh, is it because well, of the masculinity piece or the I mean, size of I mean I guess like, you expected a, because he was bigger that he was gonna be a like you were happy you were gonna have to fight? Uh I mean the masculinity I'm not fighting a woman, so. I mean, that's a given, right? I mean, that's just a manly, that's a masculinity thing in itself. Mm -hmm. um, but just, it wasn't anything more or less, like I just felt the need to stand up for myself. And because he was bigger and looked stronger, he, he had imposed, I was just like, yo, like, yeah. It, it was like, you know what? I'm going to strike first or at least mm -hmm. issue the challenge. <laughs> so yeah, it was definitely that piece where I was just like, you know what? If I don't, if I if I do anything else, then what's gonna end up happening is this dude is gonna be a problem for the remainder of my stay. And I gotta walk to the train and you know, so I was like, you know what? I'm no, this is where it's gonna go. And I was like, this is this is it. And and to my surprise, he was the smarter one of the, of the both of us, because he was just like, yo, nah. Because, because if he would have, if he had a lot more to lose than I would, if mm. I, if I, you know, me, I would have just lost my job. He would have lost yeah. a lot more. And thinking back on that, yeah, he was smarter than me. He was totally smarter than me. Now, did I, did, I never had a problem with him after that, though. You know, so <laughs> I'm not going to say, I still don't think it was the smartest thing to do, but I think he realized, okay, this person isn't gonna just allow me. And he he ended up, we had new people come on and he tried it with them. And I was like, yo, just stand up for yourself. Tell you, he, he'll call the cops on you. I was, I was just, like, listen, he's not gonna fight you. He's gonna call the cops yeah. on you. But stand up for yourself. And, and he, he'll he leave you alone. He's just testing you. Mm. And that was that. And you know, yeah, it was definitely, uh, you know, beat on your chest kind of a thing. Definitely mm -hmm. testosterone driven. Um, mm -hmm. but in coming from different situations that was like you know what I'm dealing with somebody who I thought moved in that manner and that was like you know what so I'm gonna move I'm gonna show that I move as well but he was mm -hmm. definitely smarter he was totally smarter than me because you know he, he would have lost a lot more because I, I mean not not I'm not gonna call the cops but he would have lost a lot more than me and him mm -hmm. being being a, a, a client in that facility even though mm. he, he had a lot more to lose and he you know he was definitely sure. you know so you know was there some body <laughs> shaming in that uh i mean i'm not probably body shame myself that's right i was like yo i was sitting there like yo i was like yo heck you gotta figure this out because you can't you know you gotta you, 
you know, pat the passive thing ain't working. If this ain't working, like he's just not, you know, and I try to ignore him. That didn't work either. It just, you know, so in my mind, mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, it's sixth grade all over again. <laughs> you yeah. know, and you gotta, you gotta take, you gotta make the first swing. Um, and that's what it was. That was mm-hmm. it. But you know, I guess that's an interesting sidebar to the whole body shaming. But it, I guess it does tie in because of my own absolutely my own self. Mm-hmm. How what I thought about my own self and thinking, okay, you know, this dude has about 50 pounds on me and he's taller than me. You know, what what should I do? And thinking that 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 thinking that violence was the was the remedy to it mm-hmm. was probably, you know, was definitely was like, oh well, because that's what he'll respond to. And it was really like, nah, you know, yeah. but you know, it, it definitely didn't. Uh, play out how I thought it would. Right. <laughs> right. Because him, him kicking my ass, I was okay with it. Him yeah. calling the cops on me. That's a boundary. That's a boundary. I was like, no, no, no. You win. Right. <laughs> I'm good. I would yeah. go to trade. Stalemate. <laughs> yeah, no, not a stalemate. You win. <laughs> you, win. <laughs> you win. Seriously. You know? And I, I had someone, I told this I told this story to someone who who's older than me. You know, he's like a bigger, he's like a bigger brother than me. And he was like, I'd have called the cops on you too. <laughs> I was like, what? He was like, hey, we are not that age anymore. Like, what do you think? Like, what, what are you thinking? Like you about to go in an Epsom salt bath <laughs> upset, like damn. Yeah. My head hurts. Like that shit. <laughs> like he was like, "What were you thinking?" Like I would have called the cops on you too. He goes, "In fact, let me tell you something. I called the cops on somebody last week. Don't do one to fight me." I was like, "Hold on." I, I was like, "You really?" T-? He was like, "Hell yeah, I pay taxes." <laughs> and the, what made it was funny was that he's an ex-offender. That he's somebody that you know came from the system. Hey, he did. He didn't do a lot of time, but he did some time. And it was like, dude, like you've been shot and all this stuff. He was like, listen, this is how you don't get shot. This is how you don't get shot. I don't know. That's not necessarily true for for some folks. (laughs) But, you know, perception is someone's reality. Listen, I I don't know. I I get the whole, you know, nonviolence piece, but I don't Mm -hmm. know about rushing to have someone mediate who is not really present who likes and, to shoot first and and yeah, take leave last and not, and not interested in really mediating is right just like, you know what <laughs> what are y'all gonna go to jail <laughs> or both of y'all yeah figure it out um i don't know but it is what it is i mm-hmm. I, I thank you for Helping me dissect that a bit further. Look at that. Look at the processing, the growth yeah. that happens. Because you said space. you said nothing. I just looked at your face and you just would squint a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going, I'm going the right way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just letting you be great. This is how you hold space. <laughs> this is where all the movement happens. <laughs> the energetic shifts. <laughs> That's it. I just want uh, you to be great. I try. I Look. Try. I try. 
you know. But I think this was a great episode, and I hope that people listening. Um, I want to shout out uh, my sister-in-law, Carla Montolio, who is mm. a plus-size model mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, you know, I think, I don't, you know, she, she was a person that I spoke to her. She didn't do, she didn't get into like fatophobia and stuff like that. So after I had interviewed her on just another podcast, or at least, I I mean, I I think I, I, when speaking to her, I told her the importance of what she was doing and why, Mm -hmm. and and to realize the people that she is affecting, whether it's Mm -hmm. negative or positive, um, positive being that, you know, you're uplifting people and the negative being that the people that are fearful of you and your impact (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, and to keep doing it. And, mm-hmm. you know, even so, even though sometimes some of her posts make me cringe because I'm looking at someone who's like my little sister, mm-hmm. I also applaud her because I understand that she's creating a movement. Um, so I definitely want to applaud her, mm-hmm. shout out her, um, shout out you for always mm-hmm. being, being great. Um, and shout out everybody doing you know, like living your life and yeah. not not appeasing the people who who dictate what is what is fashion or you know what is yeah. healthy or you know like live your own fucking life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have any last words, Cindy? And and sometimes yes, I'm here for it. Live your life. Don't listen to anything that's outside of you. But that's also in addition to like your inner hater, because usually your mm-hmm. inner hater is learned from someone outside of you, right? Mm-hmm. So like be cognizant and like, I don't know, like I said before, we're here for a good time and not a long time. And I don't want to spend any years or any more years mm-hmm. doing less than whatever the fuck I want to do, right? And being your boldest or not your boldest, right? Like, do you, boo-boo, is the, is the message for the day. Um, and as always, if you are listening and you want to engage with us, we want to hear. I'm here for all the smoke. If you want to talk and chop it up and be like, what the fuck were y'all talking about? Or... Right. I love keto and my <laughs> cauliflower pizza. Like, tell me these things. I know I want to hear them. I hate cauliflower so much. No sleep. I can look up a, a pizza crust and I can eat it with all the things I want on it. Right? Like, because balance. Yeah. Um, but where can folks find you? Heck. So you can find me on Instagram at just heck. You can find me at Twitter, on Twitter rather, at mm-hmm. just.heck1. You can find me on YouTube, the Just Heck production page. Um, you can go to link, linktr.ee forward slash just.heck for all of the podcast stations that this podcast and previous podcasts are listed on, as well as new episodes. Um, of this podcast um but yeah that's pretty much it and and living rent free in a lot of suckers heads you catch me there as well Mm, with or without (laughs) clothes 
clothes. You can find me also with or without clothes on CindyLeeAlvis.com. You can find me. It's my government. I'm not that creative right now. You can find me everywhere. <laughs> Sex on Shuffle or Cindy Lee Alves. And yeah, chop it up with us. I'm looking forward to another episode with y'all. Again, my name is Cindy Lee. Sex on Shuffle. It's your turn. Your turn. And I, oh, okay. And I am just heck of just another podcast. I was waiting for you to do it. Oh, signing off. Shimmies, y'all. Mm. 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 With one shoulder. Mm. Mm. <laughs>